1: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: Good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Really appreciate you joining me. Should we all just have a little moment? (laughs) Let's just, let's all just, let's just have a moment of solidarity. The sane people. We're just going to have a little moment of the emotions that we've gone through. In the last, what, 12, uh, 13 hours. Um, Anger. Despair. Maybe maybe some of you like me might shed a little bit of a tear. Um, Resisting the urge to kick in your television while Boris was speaking or your radio. Um, Bewilderment at how on earth are we still here after so many, so many weeks, months, years. And fear. Fear that this never ever ends. What Boris Johnson did yesterday, make no mistake, was not another little four week delay to us getting all of our freedoms back. What he did yesterday was huge. What he did yesterday was say, basically, we're going for a close to zero Covid strategy. And even if people aren't dying on masse we're still going to restrict your freedom because we've got the power to do so and the scientists want us to. The scientists are now in charge. We have a spineless Prime Minister who is never going to stand up to them and we have lost our freedoms until we fight back and demand them back. And the vast majority of the population, we're told, are fully behind the Prime Minister. They're fully behind those freedoms being taken away. Let's go back to despair. It it feels like the right emotion. Look, we're going to be by your side. we um, <laughs> We understand what you're going through. We understand the, the, the madness of this. And I think we are still alone in the broadcast media in this station to actually question this and and say this is this is insane. That's what it is. It's it's a it's a form of madness that this country and a lot of the world has got itself into. And we are never going to stop, as some people say, bleating on about it. Uh, 6.35 is the time. Uh, let's uh, talk to Steve Allen. He's a comedian and former chemist who's joining us. And Steve... um. You, you've been someone who, you know, we've taken a very different line on, on lockdown policy over the, the last year or so. I mean, I was certainly with you very early on in the uh, first lockdown, very much supporting uh, lockdown uh, as a sort of emergency measure, uh, temporary emergency measure as the weeks and months continued, uh, obviously changed my view uh, an awful lot, been opposed to every once since. Um, where are you today?
1: Yeah, you're right. I'm from the position where, if, and that's in capitals and underlined, uh, evidence uh, was showed that would uh, explain why we'd need a longer lockdown. I would, again, let's underline it and make it capitals, be in favour of it. But this just feels like a miscalculation. I don't quite get why it's happened this time it it feels like look. I'm not blaming the scientists the scientists especially if you're a virologist you're there to talk about a virus and it's the politician's job to weigh up the economic impact versus the health Mm. impact and I just feel that that's been it's it's, it's been a mistake I like I like to judge it from if today was the first day we heard about it would it make sense to go into lockdown and it just doesn't feel like that would be the right move. I, I, I totally buy when the politicians say it's a straight race between vaccination and the virus Then do more vaccination. Well, that, that's it. the thing.
0: Don't I mean, we, we, we get averaging, I think, around the half a million mark a day. Oh, well done. You know, some some countries. OK, they are slower in the EU in particular, but France isn't that much bigger than us. They're managing more than a million a day. They are catching up fast. I mean, why can't why if we've got the vaccines, why aren't we doing two million a day? We, that that yeah. 10 million people, apparently we're extending for four weeks to vaccinate another 10 million people. Literally, 24-7. <laughs> if, I, if I were 30 years old and I was able to get my vaccine and the only time I could get it was four in the morning, I'd be up at four in the morning you know, <laughs> to, to have my vaccine. If that meant that Freedom Day, if we'll ever get that again, uh, it, it would, would, would speed it up. I don't understand why we can't do it. I mean, when I went for both of my jabs, the first one was a, a, my, my GP surgery, which was completely empty. It wasn't even a queue. I was walked in, I was 20 minutes early, and I was given my vaccine straight away. There were people just sitting around, I'm sorry, they could have. They could have done under thirty people. Uh, you know, th- in that hour. Um, the um, and when I went for my second one, I mean, the theatre, the local hospital, of the of the number of different people pointing you to where to go. The the guy who gave my jab, he was absolutely lovely. But I mean, we could have been in and out in five minutes. Took about twenty minutes. Um, mm-hmm. th- th- we could be speeding through this. We really, really could. I, I, and, and that's the thing. It, we, you know, let's let's just quadruple the number of you know uh, vaccines we're giving out.
1: Yeah, and if you do that, and it's a it's a good option. I, so if I'm believing and taking as true the argument that it's a straight race between vaccination and the virus, you increase vaccination, yeah. then you don't have to do the one thing we know is going to tip some businesses over the edge. And that's what I mean about the politicians should have the job of weighing up what's the best step to try and help yeah. both sides of the argument. But, it's doable, so I don't know why but we're this not doing it. it but,
0: but I still think you're starting from the wrong premise, the premise mm. being that, well, if we need to shut down, we, we never needed. Um, I, I, I'm still. Re- I now understand that I was wrong last March. Just what wrong? I never thought the lockdown should have come sooner. But um, I still think, in retrospect, you know, we should have gone with the Great Barrington Declaration. We should have gone with established World Health Organization guidance, established for decades about how you deal with the pandemic. But certainly, I mean, after three weeks, we definitely knew that we flattened the curve, and 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 we 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 should not have absolutely 100 percent should not have continued at that point. But but this is the thing. At this point, we you know. You only have to look at the graphs. And what was interesting in that press conference yesterday, and they brought out the big guns, didn't they? they Bring out witty and Vallance. Boris Johnson, you could see, I mean, he, he, genuinely, it was like a hostage video. Um, and I've got no sympathy. I mean, not a scintilla of sympathy for that man, um, the man who supposedly was, you know, giving us freedom from the EU, who who's now sort of, you know, happy to take away our, all of our individual freedoms and give, and give them to the British state in the emergency legislation repeatedly. People are not dying. People. I mean, you know, we're looking at, you know, yes, eight deaths being reported. Uh, for COVID, yes, it will go up today, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, it will go up. But again, we were expecting it to go up massively last week. Well, it, well, it didn't. Even in the northwest, even in Bolton, even in, in Blackburn, you know, it's peaked. The Indian variant we're supposed to supposed to be so terrified about that that's peaked. It's, it's peaked in, in, and, and it's plateaued in Blackburn. we are not seeing exponential growth either in um, in cases, certainly not in hospitalizations. Hospitalizations have gone up. The graphs they were showing yesterday were very, very specific. They didn't show graphs of deaths because the graph of deaths would have shown people aren't dying of this disease pretty much anymore. Hospitalizations don't just show us the people being admitted for hospital show us the people being discharged from hospital because actually people are being discharged the number of people that are in hospital for covid is is by and large you know the same sort of number uh, you know give or take as it was a few weeks ago we are we are simply not seeing these cases translating into people being hospitalized and needing icu and being in hospital for weeks and weeks on end or dying we're not seeing that and Evidence from Public Health England yesterday that, that what a surprise. The vaccinations work on this new variant. I mean, what, like all the others and even after just one dose. And yet we're told, oh, well, we, we don't know. Any, we don't know if the vaccine can escape and we need to have two doses. And that's why we have still got to stay in a version of lockdown. All of the data says we should be free and, and not on the 21st of June. We should be free by now.
1: It feels like what we need is not for the lockdown to be extended, but a really hard push on, on vaccinations and a hard push on a public health message to get people vaccinated. That would make sense. I think what I'm not, what I wasn't previously considering, because we've sat here and I, I've not been able to work out why these politicians would want to do that. These aren't a group of politicians yeah. who want power over us. And oh, I think well, no, well, no, big, no, no, well, no, well, no,
0: no. Well, politicians let me want finish the power the point. over us. Come on. Th- th-
1: but not, but these, some of them libertarian, wanting power, but not necessarily yeah. to lock us in homes. However, I think it comes down to fear. And I think the problem is if you vote for someone who is almost populist, then they will worry about popular opinion so much that they make yeah. these kind of decisions.
0: Well... This, this this is this is this is where we're into this very strange vicious circle, isn't it? Where you've got the situation where um, I don't think Boris Johnson does want to lock down, and I think his instincts are in the right place, and and that's why I'm, I'm on balance I'm I'm glad it's him rather than Keir Starmer or, or Jeremy Corbyn who were uh, uh, in Number Ten. Although of course if it had been Keir Starmer or Jeremy Corbyn, at least we would have had a Tory opposition to a lot of this. Um, but um, the, there is that situation where I think his feelings are, gut feelings are the right place, but he hasn't got the spine or the heart or the soul. Uh, or, or the attention to detail. He's not sitting there reading the data. He hasn't got the bravery. He hasn't got the courage to actually stand up to the scientists. He's only listening to one sort of cohort of scientists who were just, you know, COVID obsessed. You know, the, the, the chief medical officer, sorry, you're, you're not the chief COVID officer, the chief medical officer. You should be looking at everything. Chief scientific officer, they should be looking at everything and not just this one disease. Um, but the, I, 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 I've never been a conspiracy theorist. I don't think this is some big evil world conspiracy. I don't even think it's the politicians desperate to lock down. I think this is Weak, um, useless, um, just spineless men—largely men—who um, who who just don't have the bottle to stand up and say, "Look, lockdowns don't save lives. We made a mistake." I know it's been very popular to have those policies, but we've messed up big time and we need to get back to real life and learn to live with this. If Boris Johnson stands up and says one more time, we need to learn to live with this virus. We, you, you keep telling us that, Boris. And I mean, Ritty and Valence were saying to us that, that last summer. And, and yet they still keep stopping us doing that. They need to say, look. If you if you haven't been vaccinated or if you are particularly pro- have problems with immunity um, or other health complaints, you, you probably need to still take some precautions. But otherwise, get back to normal life and, and, and decide for your own reasons and where you can meet people outdoors rather than indoors, etc. etc. Wash your hands more often. Yeah. All good advice. But it should be advice. And that's the crucial thing. And the key thing is they the politicians won't back down from the lockdown while it's still popular. And it's still popular because they're spending 300 million quid a year on on contracts to put adverts on radio shows and TV shows and newspapers, including this radio show, telling us it's absolutely terrifying out there. So the public public are absolutely convinced, loads of them, that, you know, if they put their foot out on their doorstep, someone's going to die.
1: See I've, what I think is interesting is the area in which we disagree about whether we think lockdowns have a use, about whether things should have been different at the start. Whilst it's not particularly worth having that argument again, it's worth mm-hmm. acknowledging that we've come from it and from different point of views, mm-hmm. and yet have arrived at a time yeah. when we both start to agree about this lockdown extension. Yeah. So it's for for both of us to agree on something when ordinarily we disagree so yeah. much yeah. is another reason why this extension makes no sense. I I think it has to be. I mean, my point of view is that. If your superpower as a politician is being popular because you're absolutely great on Have I Got News For You, you will be worried about popularity because that's your superpower. Your kryptonite would be not being liked. And I think that's where the bravery comes down, not being brave enough to do something that might give you the wrong legacy.
0: Yeah, exactly. But you know what? Um, All those people who are supporting all this now, when they get the bill, when they get the bill for all this, they're going to feel very differently. And we're going to be talking about the economic cost of this and, and some of the little small exceptions here in terms of weddings and like in just a few moments. But um, I, I find it extraordinary that, uh, you know, so we've got the football, but it has to be socially distanced. So Apparently the Wimbledon final won't be socially distanced because, you know, it's tennis. And and those those are the sorts of people that obviously can be trusted as opposed to football fans who can't be trusted. Um Like the G7 summit, they can be trusted to make a decision about not socially distancing, but the rest of us can't. I mean, when are people going to get the message? It's one rule for them and one rule for us. Uh, 6.46 is the time. We'll look at all the front pages. I'll try not to cry. Uh, This is Talk Radio. The
1: Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley-Brewer on Talk Radio.
0: If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10.